0: Welcome to the Intended Blessing Podcast,
1: hosted by William and Emily Stanton.
0: This podcast is intended to be a blessing to its viewers,
1: as we focus on the blessings God intended in theology, marriages, and everyday life.
0: We pray this podcast honors the Lord, edifies the saints, and causes some laughs along the way.
1: So let's get to it. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us again. We haven't done one of these in a long time. We moved down to Texas and had a lot of adjusting and a lot of things to um, just grow through, and um, we're glad to be back and glad to get into a podcast. So what are we going to be talking about today, Emma?
0: Um, Yeah, so just to make it easier for us getting back into the groove of doing a podcast, we thought that um, for our coming back episode we would just kind of give life updates of how things have been um what things look like here now as we moved and also we're both just going to share a couple life lessons that we've been growing in since our big cross-country move from western to new york to Canton, Texas.
1: Texas. Mm-hmm. texas um so should we just jump right into kind of the timeline and story of how we moved yeah i think that would be best Okay, so we left September fourth,
0: was it? No, we got here September fourth. So I think we left sept- We left September second, like at three in the morning.
1: Yeah, we packed up everything into a eight by ten U-Haul, and we somehow were able to get all. No, I think of-
0: it was a five by eight.
1: Was a five by eight? Yeah, it
0: was a five
1: by eight. Oh yeah, the width was five, and yeah, it was eight deep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. We were somehow able to get our queen-size bed, or no, it's a full-size bed, mm-hmm. and all of our possessions, and drag it behind our little Jeep Patriot, Jeep Grand Cherokee. No,
0: it's a Patriot.
1: It's a Patriot? Yeah. I was telling the mechanic today it was a Grand Cherokee. Oh, boy. It's okay. He said they're like the same. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then we drove a long time. We got a hotel like halfway through and we picked one that was farther out than what we probably should have and we drove like 16 hours the first day and then close to 10 hours the next day
0: yeah because the the second day we hit such bad rain it added on hours to our drive it was really bad
1: yeah but the overall drive google maps time said it was going to be like 22 hours i think but then just all of stopping for asaf and um. Yeah, all the, the rain and everything It took a whole lot longer
0: so Close to 30, I think
1: Yeah, it was a long trip But Asaf did really good He didn't cry hardly at all He kept himself entertained mm-hmm. It was a huge blessing on the drive down We were mm-hmm. really worried that he was just going to be upset The whole time But you know, we really enjoyed the trip down And um, we showed up Unpacked up all our stuff And I didn't start work for about a week And we just kind of slowly adjusted and um, just got used to things. And then I started working and then Emma's been slowly unpacking and um, decorating. And she's still been decorating and um, we're slowly getting things that we need more long term and stuff.
0: Yeah, because when we moved down here, we sold like all of our furniture, sold our dressers, our couch, our TV, our TV stand pretty much everything so our chairs our table so when we moved down here we just kind of waited till we found things at thrift stores our facebook marketplace so like our couch was like i think it's a huge couch and it looks like it's never been used and it was only like a hundred dollars 120 at the thrift store and then we just picked up junk furniture at facebook i got this really really cheap dresser because the drawer was missing and will built me a new one and i was so excited about that and sometimes i still get really excited when i see the drawer because i'm like i have another one (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. yeah we um Didn't have a dresser for close to a month, would you say?
0: Yeah, so yeah, we have like an upstairs loft, so I folded all of our clothes and just laid them out upstairs, so it's like a walk-in closet on the ground, because it was just messy trying to live out of a box for like a month, so.
1: Yeah, and it was difficult to find a dresser, too. A lot of people are moving to Texas. Yeah. Um, And the only dressers we could find were the ones that were like brand new, that were like 400 Five hundred dollars. Yeah, and, and I
0: was like, "No way!"
1: Yeah, so we ended up getting we just waiting it out and found some really nice, cheap, uh, furniture that yeah we really adore. But yeah, right when we got down here, um we felt good. But over the past, so how long have we been here? Like two months and a half.
0: Two months and a week.
1: Two months and a week, roughly. Yeah, it's getting close to two months now. Um, we've been sick. With just <laughs> the new viruses being down here. Um,
0: and allergies.
1: We've also had allergies. Um,
0: yeah, when we first moved down here, I think it was actually the second week we were down he- here. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it was before we even had the dresser. That Yeah, it was before we even had the dresser this all started. But, um, yeah, we all got really sick like just like the congestion and stuff like that and i had cold and then asaph got croup really bad um and that was really scary and because we don't have a doctor down here and we don't have insurance so it was like we really didn't want to go in the hospital if we could help it but yeah he had a fever of like 101 102 for like a whole week straight he never broke it i felt so bad for him i mean like, obviously if it got bad enough we would have gone in but like he was still able to breathe okay. It was just every single night for hours I'd be in the shower with him and just trying to get him to breathe and eat, but other than that, he would like during the day he would perk up and feel good, and never got lethargic, but anyways, but yeah, he's been sick on and off as well,
1: yeah, his sickness never got to a scary point, but yeah, there was a point where his fever wasn't going down a couple of days ago, yeah, and we this thought about, past taking week. Him in, but um, it ended up going down, and he's been doing great, he's got like um. I think it's allergies his nose is just kind of stuffed but mm-hmm. yeah it's just been adjusting um and then,
0: I, yeah i was saying then will's been having this like really nasty cough but it's only at nighttime it's only when you go to bed i mean sometimes during the day it hits you but usually it's just at nighttime
1: yeah it was like a couple of weeks ago i kind of had the cough throughout the day but it's just been tagging along like it seems like i wake up at three o'clock coughing in the middle of my sleep and then i wake up and i have to take a cough drop and Drink some water and
0: diffuse uh, some eucalyptus. Yeah,
1: and it usually turns on the diffuser which super helps and then I can fall back asleep, but it just randomly happens and hasn't happened every night, but it's been happening quite a few times. Um it was like every night or every other night there for like a week or two.
0: So yeah, um, so as y'all can hear it was really sick last few months for us so we didn't want to do the podcast for that reason but then also uh, we're going to share there's just been a lot of things that we've had to grow in in our marriage both because just moving to a new place where you know just adjustment outside of your home means adjustment in your home and needing to work through those things and grow through those things Um, Mm -hmm. but then also being in such tight-knit community here will kind of go into that also forces you to work through your marital stuff a lot more because you know down here we'll express in this podcast they really hold to the church being a body of christ and when one member of the body suffers the whole body suffers and so it's really obvious to everybody if you're struggling in your marriage
1: Mm -hmm. yeah which we didn't end up getting approached. It was something we just were struggling and went to them for. Yeah. But they're not like a church that will send you to a psychiatrist or a church that'll just Let you say you have prayer with yeah. you and, you know, pass you on your by and by. Like they gave us counsel and we trusted their counsel and were able to work through things. So it's been a huge blessing being able to have a very involved, very um, influential church. Um just being here, it's been really good. Another big change that we've had is Emma's never seen such big bugs. Oh, my gosh. Um,
0: Literally last night, I had the thought we're moving back to New York. <laughs> like a serious, <laughs> like, we're moving.
1: Yeah, there was a centipede on our stovetop that was close to four inches.
0: And he was thick. He yeah. wasn't like a skinny little bug. He was, like, a little tiny, like, one of those, like, little garden snakes up in New York where they're, like, the skinny long ones.
1: Yeah, he had, like, big antennas in the back and big feet. And... It was
0: probably about a fourths as long as a fork. It was disgusting.
1: Yeah, so I took him out and um, just all sorts of different so not have So and...
0: n- not only have I never seen a bug like that, it was in my kitchen underneath my dish rag. And it wasn't, like, our kitchen wasn't even dirty. Like, I keep our kitchen fairly clean and, like, really, like, I don't know, organized. And it was my rag that I was using to pull, like, to pull things out of the oven. And usually I hang it back over the oven. But then that night or during the day, because we went to church, I just kind of left it on the counter. And then I came back home and took it off the counter to hang it back up. And a centipede was just there. And I was, like, I started screaming.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was terrifying for Emma.
0: And then Will um, just picked it up with a rag. And I was like, kill it, kill it. And he was like, I'm not going to kill it. That's just going to make a mess. I'm like, don't touch it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to get outside. It looked like a pretty strong bug. And I didn't want to spend time trying to kill it on the stove and then have to clean it. So I just threw it outside. <clears throat> they also have like fire ants here. Mm. And they're the craziest thing. Cause I've lived down south. I've lived in Alabama and Florida and North Carolina and Tennessee and South Carolina. You I've lived me- in Tennessee. Uh, I didn't live in Tennessee, but I went there a number of times. Oh. Um. Yeah, cause I was like right next to it. There. For, oh, I see. When I, I see. was in Huntsville, it was like twenty-minute drive north or thirty minutes. Anyway. Oh, right. Um. So I've been in a bunch of states down south, but these fire ants are something else. I I don't know if I forgot what they were like when I lived in Florida cuz I was like 9 years old when we left there but when they bite you, you know, it hurts and and they're also like quick to bite you. Like I've n- never been around ants that are just once they're on you, they're biting. Like and they kind of shrivel or shrivel up kind of when mm-hmm. they bite, like crimp up their body. Um and it hurts and you smack them off, but then like It, like, stays swollen for a while, and then, like, the next day, it looks like a zit, and you, like, pop it, and...
0: Mm, Yeah, they blister up. Yeah,
1: they, like, last a whole lot longer than any other bug bite, so that's pretty intense. And then there's just all sorts of other things. We went to the zoo, and Hmm. they had uh, 20-something alligators, and they told us that they were all nuisance alligators that the zoo had get gotten a call that someone grabbed an alligator out of their lake and donated it to the zoo. And we mm-hmm. found out that just alligators are around us. And, you know, so I was doing research last night and statistically, um, the odds are super low and it, ra- it hasn't happened. Only one man has died in the past, like 140 years in Texas from an alligator attack. Um, So, we're, like, we're really safe when it comes to all the bugs and different creatures. just gross. Yeah, it's just crazy. Um, Yeah, then armadillos, like, they're, like, one-third of the reason that anybody ever gets leprosy anymore.
0: Leprosy.
1: So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, there's just all sorts of stuff.
0: But, okay, do you want to start, because we're about 10 plus minutes in, let's start getting into it. So, um... I think you can just kind of talk about your job when you talk about down here for work. So that way we can just start getting into what we're growing through. Um, So yeah, so we're both going through a number of things and we'll kind of um, popcorn back and forth. We're all share kind of one thing I've been growing through and then we'll share something he's growing through and, you know, just Mm. kind of continue on that. So for me, the biggest thing and actually what we needed to go for council... From our elders like a week or so ago was that I was really struggling with idolizing time with Will because this was a huge adjustment for us moving down here. We went from, I mean like he still worked like 50, 50 plus hours back in New York, but like we had every single evening, like he was home at a certain time and we had every evening together. Um, But then here it's like, and then we had like all of our Saturdays and our Sundays together. Um, we would go to church in New York, but then we get home by like 12 or one and be home the rest of the day. But here their church, we're at church from like nine forty-five until like yesterday we didn't get home till six because they have their Sunday school, then their morning service, their fellowship lunch, which is like two and a half hours. And then you have your afternoon service for communion and stuff. And then you, um, then we have our membership class right now. And then Tuesday nights, Will has a V. Um, Excuse you.
1: me, I'm sorry. Um, do you want to explain what a V is?
0: Yeah, I was just about to do that. Oh, okay. Um, so a V is technically Addictions Victorious, where it's it's for those who probably know what A.A.A. is. That's or I A. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Alcohol is Anonymous.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of like that, but more scripture based, more biblical based. But because um, there's not really people going there for that reason or people that have gone out of it, they're um, just kind of meeting like a men's study now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We had this one guy that came because um, he was court martialed too. And he went through all the addiction victorious material with them. And then they didn't have anything more to do so then they just decided to go through the book of psalms so each day we meet we study through a book in the psalms and talk about it what's that a chapter yeah a chapter oh i said a book Mm -hmm. yeah no a book would take a long time there's five of them um yeah a chapter and yeah the guy is still coming he's no longer needing to go for his court-martial but He's just been enjoying it. So there's just like four of us that meet total. And um, so, yeah, we have that on Tuesday nights.
0: And then Wednesday night, we have our Wednesday night fellowship, Wednesday night service. And then Thursday night, there is ladies Bible study. And then Saturday, they used to do on Friday evenings, they used to do um like a food drive, like for giving away free food, um, but they don't do that right now. And then Saturday morning is men's breakfast, and then every three Saturdays there is church evangelism where we go out, and I don't get into all of that, but we go out to um, what's called train, can trade days. It's kind of like a fair, and they stand on the outskirts and evangelize and ask questions. I'm sure we will, will get into that later, um, maybe when he's explaining one of his things he's going through. I don't know. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, it, well, just to clear up, it's more of a um, it's a huge flea market. And it's one of the biggest flea markets in America, if not one of the biggest. I haven't looked it up, but I've heard it's record. Just look it big. up,
0: Canton Trade Days.
1: Yeah, it's it's huge. So we go out and stand out front and evangelize and have conversations with people. Yeah,
0: and it's the first Saturday of every month. But so yeah, so there's been a huge change in working and in um, just our schedule with the church and stuff, and. Rather than, and I mean, and also, like, Will 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 explain something he's growing through, that we weren't communicating very well. Um, We were struggling a lot with understanding what headship and submission looks like when it comes to desires. Um, And, you see, I'll get into that in, like, a little bit. But to struggle with, or to share my personal struggles of idolizing time with Will... I just, I was looking for him to fill these longings in my heart. And that was because I was not finding them in Christ. Um, I was just, I would get so frustrated with Will if I saw him. Because he he also, so to clarify, he also works on the property. So I see him all the time. And if I would see him like, you know, an hour past work or 30 minutes past work, just kind of hanging out uh, with my brother who was his boss at the time. I would get, like, really jealous and, like, why are you out there? Why aren't you in here? Just because I was so not used to the big change of not having him home in the evenings. Um,
1: Can I explain my work dynamic? Yeah. So people know where you're coming from. Um, So I've been working with my brother-in-law building tiny houses. And they're not, like, the tiny houses on the reality TV show where it's, like, a size of two outhouses. But they're, like, they're bigger. So... Um, the smallest ones that we'll do is a 12 feet by 24 feet. And then the biggest ones that we'll do is a 16 feet by 40 feet. And so we fit like frame up the entire house and then we finish out the entire house and then it sells and then they come and move the house off the property. So I'm able to work directly at home. Um, but the, um, work schedule isn't always orthodox or normal, Um, Sometimes, like, the rain um, will make it to where we have to work more because the shiplap can't be cut in the rain. It will shrink or change, and you just can't use saws in the rain um, outside. Or just different times where I've had to work some different hours, wake up early, or stay up real late. Yeah, there's
0: been, like, probably five (coughs) nights so far in the last few weeks where he's, like... What like started work at like seven and then he would work until like two or three in the morning. He would like come in or sometimes I would just take dinner out to him mm-hmm. and then you wouldn't get back home inside till two or
1: three, yeah, I think it's been like five times since I moved here. I've worked till two or and then other later. nights have
0: been like later like eight or nine,
1: yeah, yeah, so it's been a whole lot more hours at work, and um. But, yeah, I'm able to work at home. Emma is able to come outside and Mm -hmm. talk to me at any time and um, have me just take a break and talk with her. Or I'm able to come in with lunch. Or if she needs to run somewhere, I can take care of ASAP. Um, So it's a huge blessing being able to work at a job at home Mm -hmm. and be able to work on my own schedule. But my schedule is um, wrapped around... Um, my brother in law's schedule because there's a lot of things I don't know how to do fully and haven't done alone and trust myself with, so I can't do things until he works. And sometimes he's busy until later. And just the way things. Yeah, because he's come an out. elder
0: and a counselor, and he's got like a lot of church things to be doing.
1: hmm Yeah, he has a lot of things come up. So.
0: But even aside from me idolizing time with Will, I think a lot of it too is me idolizing structure, and I think not at all excusing it but i think especially moving to a whole new place i like was craving some type of structure and i was wanting that structure to be in the home so like you're out during this time then you're home during this time this is what it looks like and was just wanting that and when the first month and a half it was like all over the place like sometimes he'd come in at like four thirty, and then he would go back out at like seven and then stay out till two and and it just felt all over the place and I just, I felt so overwhelmed, but I was overwhelmed because again, I was not, one, I wasn't being thankful. I was not counting my blessings. I was not having a heart of gratitude. I was not, um, you know, how it says, I was not learning to be content whatever the circumstances. No, I was wanting to find my contentment in structure. I was wanting to find my joy in my husband and I was not, um, seeking ways to worship God in the season he had me in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, yes, yeah, so I guess do you, rather than going to eschatology, do you want to just start sharing your growth of, like, finding the balance between work, family time, and family mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so um, we've been learning a lot about headship and submission um, because the it says in Scripture plainly that the husband is the head of the household as Christ is the head of the church, and the wife is to be submissive to the husband as um, the church submits to Christ in all things. Um, and it's very clear in that, but that doesn't mean that the husband gets to be a boss that gets his way in everything, um, particularly when it comes to things that aren't right or wrong, Um so when we both have a desire, which goes into Christian liberty, something that we are free to do, it's not wrong for us to do. And we both have a desire. Um, mine doesn't trump Emma's desires. Uh, if it were to be something biblical, if Emma wanted to steal from the gas station, I had a desire that she wouldn't. My desire would trump her desire uh,
0: or even like with finances if you thought like this is a wise decision this is what we're doing i'm being a steward of god's money mm-hmm. even more like practical i guess
1: right yeah more practical then yeah then i would be able to rightly say you need to submit to this because i can back it up with scripture um mm-hmm. god's law god's commandments his testimonies and what he has laid out um, logically in scripture, I can stand upon and she can submit to. But when it comes to like how late I work and stuff like that, um, if she has a desire for me to be in and I have a desire to be out, um, we just have to figure out a way to work things out. Talk about like, is it a need? Do I need to be out there? What's my motives? What's your motives for me to be in? So we've been able to compromise and be able to work through things, um, to where I just don't, I can't just say to Emma, I want to do this, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, if... Can
0: I explain, like, the last argument we had? mm mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, so the last argument that we had before we um, ended up needing to go and talk to our elder and his wife was... Um, and we needed to do that because, uh, yeah, it was my brother. And Will was working for my brother, and he could tell things were off, but then also being in their church, like, they when they sense things are off, they don't just turn a blind eye, which is awkward and uncomfortable in the moment, but in big picture, that's something to be grateful for in a church. Um, but yeah, so it came to it to where Will was like trying to convince me that he wanted, um, that trying to convince me to want him to go out and work because, um, we were wanting to save up t- for us to build our own house. Cause right now we're just renting from my parents and, um, so Will was saying like, well, the more hours I go out and work, then like, you know, the quicker we'll have our house, and um, and then so the one night he came in, he was like, it was like seven, and he was like, hey, I think it was like after church something, yeah, because it was Wednesday, it was Wednesday night after church, because the next day I had lady study, um, yeah, it was Wednesday night. We got home from church and it was like eight thirty or so, and Will was like, hey, I think I'm gonna go back out and work until you know middle of the night. And I remember, just being like, "Why are you doing that?" Like, or no, I didn't even say that. I I think I just said like, "I don't think I agree," but like, I won't say anything. I don't remember what all I said.
1: But yeah, I you was were like, just trying. You didn't want to argue. You were just trying to submit. Just yeah, because like, okay. I was
0: under the impression. So, you, you know, like we were listening to different people speak on podcasts and stuff like that, and we are both kind of under the impression that if Will has a desire or, and I have a desire and if they differ then it's Will's desire that triumphs because like some of the advice we were getting like you know say if the husband and wife want to go out to dinner and the husband wants to eat here at McDonald's but the wife wants to eat at Taco Bell then it should be the husband that triumphs over that because he's the head and so in that case I was like well I really don't want him to work late and I like had few different reasons in my mind of like you know you've worked a couple late nights and you know you're not feeling well you might feel sicker but i felt like i couldn't say any of those things and not because will is making me feel that way he's not tyrannical in the slightest
1: right because i was standing behind saying what's wrong yeah he was like what do you
0: want me to do and i was like i can't tell you (laughs) because i thought that that was the most biblical thing to do and i remember at one point i said will stop asking me what i want i'm trying to submit
1: (laughs) but you know i i'm not it's not all Emma. Like, I also believed that um, wrongful headship thing as well and didn't understand why um, why I couldn't just work whenever I wanted. And, you know, I was thinking back in history of men who would just go off for months and earn money and their families would not see them for a very long time. And um, so I just thought, like, why shouldn't I just work, you know? But when we started judging it on scripture. Um, there are a few exceptions for why someone could work. Um, do you want to keep talking or do you want me to say what they are?
0: No, you can just explain like work such hours.
1: Yeah. To work, um, hours that aren't, um, normal and to press yourself harder. Um, it can be right and good and honorable to the Lord to work out of charity mm-hmm. um, if I because we're commanded to be charitable. It's not just a suggestion that Jesus says he'd be a good idea if you guys are generous. He tells us go and be charitable. Go give to the poor and help out the needy. So um, when rain's coming and something needs to get done and it's a necessity, then I should and have the opportunity to tell Emma, like, he really needs me I really want to help him unless you have anything that you need me more where I could be more charitable to you than I could be to him I think I really should go out so those are reasons why um, I can work um, off hours but if my motive and my reason to go work off hours is because like if I'm saying babe I just want to make more money so we can build a house so we can get a dog and a fence and you know like that isn't a reason, you know, that's just a desire. That's not a, um, we're never commanded to go build a house, get a dog and a fence. Like that's just Mm -hmm. something that, um, you know, that's just just a desire. So I can't put that over. Emma wanting to spend time with me, um, in the evening. Sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say in the evening.
0: Yeah. And from that Kind of line of thinking of headship and submission, like that false way of thinking about it, that also came up with like other struggles where I was starting to feel so. It's so funny because these terminologies can be used two ways, and it's so funny because on my Instagram page, I'm like, it's our husband's mission, we're part of our mission. Um, but and I still agree with everything I've said on my Instagram page, but when it came to practicing it out in our life, I was like, over the last few weeks, I was starting to get kind of confused. like is my only mission to just... I'm worried about not explaining this well. Because of our view of headship and submission, the way that we've had the last, you know, two or three weeks of his desires triumph my desires, and I can't voice my desires, then I was starting to feel like I wasn't actually being his helpmate. I was just being the servant in the home to get him out the door. Because I wasn't able to voice how I think the mission should look or give sisterly in Christ advice or give him my thoughts as his wife, I just was starting to feel like struggling in that area. And then because I wasn't talking about that, it just kind of kept circling and cycling back more and more to where I was getting upset with Will and he didn't understand why because I was like, I can't tell you why. And it was just a big jungle mess. But I think also a lot of it was just me not finding my fulfillment in Christ me not being in the word as i should have been me not praying as i should have been um and then yeah i think like again not to blame circumstances but i do just think that a big move like that you know the first two months just kind of took a lot of a lot on us and yeah do you have any thoughts i feel like i don't know if any of that made sense <laughs>
1: no it did um yeah like So that's what we were growing through, that we were just trying to figure out how to work the times because it just wasn't in a strict schedule. Emma didn't know if I was going to be working later or not, and it was just something that we had to work through with working at home and just being able to walk out my door and go push the project along a bit further and be able to make more money and get us in a better position, but also to get out the door and go help my brother-in-law Cause he puts in the money to, for the materials and stuff for the houses. So, um, to help him to where his material doesn't get ruined by the rain or, um, anything like that. So,
0: and I just, deadlines. I needed to be so much more grateful because <clears throat> like the last few weeks I have just lacked so much gratitude. Like I should be just, I mean, not that I can't express, like, I don't, uh, like like the way that he's doing something. But I still am told in Scripture to rejoice always. So I should have been thanking the Lord for a husband who wants to be charitable. Thanking the Lord for a husband who's willing to put not only his family's needs above his own, but also the men in his church. Because I remember the one time I was telling Will, I'm like, I just don't see why you have to go out there. And Will just expressed to me, he was like, well, like the more I work, the more I put food on our table, but also the more I put food on Nate's table, who's my brother. And he was like, the more we work there the more we can help sam who's another guy that works with them he's like and i could put food on their table and if i'm putting food on all of our tables then we can have money to tithe to give to our pastor and so that was i guess just another reminder of just the many ways I should have been grateful and grateful that we're working on the same property and we're being grateful that even though we don't have certain schedules that I still can count on seeing him every day like there is an abundance of thing and I'm feeling so embarrassed now (laughs) for sharing all this with you guys because it was so petty and it caused so much stress in our marriage and now looking back I feel so dumb no. But the Lord grew me in it and the Lord seriously used it so much to remind me of my need to be rejoicing always in the Lord, to be content whatever the circumstances and to be seeking him because it was a good reminder. And it was nice because it was a like such a little thing that gave me such a big reminder.
1: Mhm. Yeah. So that's been a big thing. Probably the biggest thing that we've grown through just with adjusting and being here. Um, It's just work schedules and how to work that out and um, whether or not to work extra hours or not. Mm-hmm. But we've handled it really well and we're at a really good place now and we feel comfortable with how much I work and having the option to be able to do that and help out and, yeah, you know, we're very content.
0: And being better in our communication has made me feel a lot less funny because there have been a few times since the last conversation where you've worked late to like 9 or 10 and it hasn't bothered me because I feel the freedom to say something. And mm-hmm. I think before I would just build it up and just be like, I can't say anything. So I'm upset, but it's like, I could ask him to come in and I don't need to, like, I'm content to be in here just crocheting. And there's actually been a few times where I would go out there. Like when, you know, it was just that one lamp by his saw and he would be cutting blades and, or <laughs> he'd be cutting boards <laughs> and I would just be out there crocheting by him and watching him. And, and, mm-hmm. You know, but do you want to share some other things you've been growing through? Growing in?
1: Um, Let me. So we've done all the other ones?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Unless you want to share, like, what you do for. Oh, you kind of already did. Yeah. Tiny houses and the sizes.
1: I can share it now before going on. So it's just more relevant. So, what I do is, yeah, we build tiny houses from the ground up. We frame them. We put the siding on. We paint them. Um, My brother in law has a little uh, paint sprayer uh, pump that pumps the paint, and um, about five gallons goes on the outside of a smaller one, and like a little bit more for other houses. And um, so yeah, we've figured out a way, and it's like T one eleven siding. So it's like really grooved and really rough, um, to where it's difficult to get in the grooves. And we figured out a method to fill the holes quickly and, um, spray it and paint it quickly.
0: Will does so good in that. I yeah. love watching how Will or how quickly and how well he does it. It's yeah. really satisfying.
1: Yeah. It's kind of stressful while I do it. Cause it's always like, am I going to run out of paint? I don't want to go all the way over to the hardware store and go get more. Um, because, yeah, so it's been a little stressful painting, but I've really enjoyed it. But, yeah, we do all things. We do all the insulation. We put in the flooring. We put in all the outlets. Yeah, you, we put he, in all the plumbing.
0: Yeah, I walked in the other day, and Willis was in there putting in an outlet. And I was like, I didn't know to do that. I thought that was super cool to me. Yeah. Electrical stuff scares me. So watching him put an outlet was both kind of scary but actually kind of cool.
1: hmm Yeah, so we do everything that goes into a house which is super cool to learn that stuff um, just for future problems in the house. Mm -hmm. Um, You put in windows and trim and all sorts of things so it's cool learning all this stuff and I'm also just really enjoying working with my elder or my brother-in-law and being able to start each morning with prayer and to be able to talk through things and I've been able to listen to books while I go and paint and, um, yeah, it's been super good. I listened to Flags Out Front by Douglas Wilson. Um, that one was really good. Um, and then I listened. I
0: just talked to a girl today on Instagram. Um, she said she listened to Flags Out Front, Echocondriacs, um, Man in the Dark. I thought that was really cool. Mm Mm-hmm. I told that we're listening to
1: the Echondrix.
0: Echondrix,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're the there are fiction books that Douglas Wilson has written about different topics and there's usually like a romance kinda happens in it and people fall in love and get married and um conversion and people getting saved and
0: well he likes listening to those books with me because anytime any time anything slightly flirtatious happens in the book he goes honey I'm like stop <laughs> I get so embarrassed
1: yeah but they're really funny they're really witty um he knows his scripture really well he's very satirical very sarcastic very sharp it's just really enjoyable to listen to growing up in Christian culture and then hearing someone poke fun at certain areas or edify Mm -hmm. other areas or um yeah really cool um and then I've been listening to the autobiography by Teddy Roosevelt that's been really cool um it's on LibriVox which is a free public domain of audiobooks some of the readers are really bad but overall it's been really cool hearing um Teddy Roosevelt talk about his life and his masculinity and just all that he stood for and the different things he learned and being a cowboy and all sorts
0: can i share one thing
1: can i share i think yeah
0: sorry go ahead the other
1: book i listened to is moby dick that one was really cool there's a lot of christian um stuff in it calvinism and yeah that was a really cool book and i think those are all the books i've listened to so far so yeah what were you gonna say
0: I was just going to say that if there has been one thing that I've been really grateful about, you, okay, well, there's lots of things, but one big thing I've been really grateful about, like, you working at home, was, like, seeing how hard Will works and seeing just his masculinity and his capability to figure things out has given me so much peace moving here. Just... I don't know. Seeing the way he's able to figure things out and just this new line of work and building the ground from the first nail to the final nail has given me a lot of peace that he just is going to know how to lead our family. And seeing how hard he works and how strong he is has given me a lot of peace for like him being able to carry a family through. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And I want a second to praise you because I think you're really nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm really nice. <laughs>
0: that was so hot. <laughs>
1: Um, so, yeah, that's that's my job. That's what I do. I really enjoy it.
0: My job is to keep ASAP alive <laughs> and make food. <laughs>
1: Which she does really good. She makes me breakfast and coffees every morning and then makes me a sandwich for lunch and brings it out and uh, makes me a lemonade on the hot days and, like, a homemade lemonade made out of, like, lemon juice and sugar. Like, not the fake stuff, but, like, authentic lemonade and um, all sorts of stuff. But... Yeah, no, she does way more than just keep Asaph alive. But anyway, um, the other thing that I've been learning, and I don't have to speak long on this because I don't have much to say on it, but I've been learning a lot about eschatology, which is the end times in Scripture. Um, I've definitely, uh, a while ago, moved away from dispensationalism, the whole... Israel becoming a nation and the Antichrist coming and the mark of the beast and uh, one world order and all this conspiracy stuff and the left behind like people getting raptured and leaving behind their clothes and
0: wait we still don't believe in that oh yeah I'm sorry <laughs> there has been a lot of this recently where I have a hard time keeping up with a lot of this and so yeah so wait
1: yeah she always asks at this point uh, do we not believe in the rapture we do believe in the rapture that is so that
0: people won't be here afterwards? Like, everyone gets caught up?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, when, when Christ returns, all men will be coming, or caught up to heaven, and will be judged before the throne. Um, God's not just going to bring up his church and then reestablish the temple, and, you know, Jesus Christ was the temple. Jesus Christ was the final sacrifice. Jesus Christ oh, is okay. the high priest. He is the prophet. He is the Messiah, and... Those were shadows of him, and that's what all of our scripture says. And we will not be erecting a new temple, and Israel will not be a new covenant people. Um, it's very clear that in scripture that God was done with Israel, and the gospel was going to all the nations, that mm-hmm. all the Gentiles, to all the world. It wasn't only for Israel, and it's not going to be ba- going back to a national Israel because it says that believers are all abraham's offspring all his children so yeah anyway so i'm definitely not dispensational and but i've been learning a lot from douglas wilson about post-millennialism and the people at my church the two elders are amillennialist so working through the differences in that and trying to understand what's true biblically and um that's been really neat Which i
0: really appreciate about will is that he doesn't like just because our elders want him to believe something like will doesn't just be like okay i'll believe that like he's willing to go against the grain and just keep working through things keep studying it until he knows for sure like i think Mm -hmm. that's something i need to learn about or learn a lot
1: yeah i mean i mean i would i would definitely prefer just to be like okay and then just do that but like i'm not learning anything like i'm not testing it like i'm just you know i'm I want to, if I'm going to believe something, I want to know it to be true. I'm not really just going to <laughs> believe it because someone said it, you know.
0: We don't believe that anymore? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in my situation, so I personally believe that, so we plan on homeschooling. I will be our children's homeschool teacher. Um, but with that, there are probably going to be things from time to time that Will and I think differently on a certain subject. Like, say, For instance, we believe differently about, like, end times. Say that. Um, Even though I don't. Whatever he believes, I will believe. Um, But I want to learn it so I can explain it to people, obviously. But in regards to homeschooling, say if Will and I had differences of opinions, I would teach our children what Will believes and would submit to that because that is what I think would be right to do biblically, like... Mm-hmm. to respect the father the father is the head of the household and you know we are what he what he believes is what we will believe in um but obviously there will be times you know like we are two separate individuals in front of christ yeah we're
1: still equal in christ and
0: and there might be things behind closed doors that i'll share with will like i don't know that i agree with and there have been times like that but i think in everything i've kind of eventually come over to your side of where you're landing Um, Yeah,
1: except in the beginning when, like, I wasn't as grown in the Lord, and I had different ideas for parenting and stuff, but, yeah, no. Yeah, and also
0: things like Calvinism, like, I still believed in Calvinism, but you didn't Yeah. like
1: that. Yeah, so yeah, we work through our differences when it comes to things, but... um, But I
0: do sound silly, there's been a lot of times during membership classes where Will will say something, and i would be like, wait, we believe that now? And the elders are like, what? And I was like, uh, (laughs) (laughs) whatever he believes, I believe (laughs)
1: Yeah, so I do more studying out on mm-hmm. all these topics and Emma um specifically studies on being a mother and raising children and trying to encourage other mothers in raising children. Well, I
0: don't know. Like I so Doug Wilson talks about this of how Women need to be able to be wise in all areas because they are the teachers of the children. So I do study out, like, recently studying about, like, do we hear from God? So things like that that are clear in Scripture, I I do study out. And I will share with Will when he doesn't have the time to study them out. But certain things, especially when it comes to, like, covenant theology and end times, they are just so confusing for me. Like, and so things like that, like, I do need Will to kind of help study out and explain them to me. Mm Mm-hmm. But this isn't, I just want to say that some moms out there aren't like, well, well, then my husband can do all the work in theology and I can just read Titus 2 over and over again or 1 Peter 3 over and over again.
1: Right. And yeah, but it's not wrong in wanting to like submit to what your husband has to say. It says in um, 1 Corinthians that women should be um, quiet in church and not to be interrupting with questions, but they should rather go home and ask their husbands so, in Scripture, it's clear that, um... I think it's actually in First Timothy. Oh, it's in First Timothy? Yeah,
0: First Corinthians 11 is talking about, um, the head coverings, and then I'm pretty sure in First Timothy is where it says, um, yeah, she, she should learn in quietness and submission.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's rather in First Timothy. So, yeah, me and Emma both know different things in Scripture, and <laughs> we're able to come together and <laughs> talk about things, but when it comes to deep things that are difficult for Emma that she hasn't studied, um it's perfectly fine and good for the wife to go and ask her husband Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's what we do with end times so that's been really enjoyable what i've been going through um
0: i think only the thing we were going to talk about was i was just going to share all the things that I've been learning recently have just been like little homesteading things like we got some chickens with my siblings because they also live on this property, so we live on the church property and on the job site property and on the same property as my brother and sister <laughs> so. yeah, so
1: the church owned the church owned uh about five acres or more I think it was five acres, and they sold um uh, I think half of it to my brother in- law, so the church owns the front. Of the property, and it splits at the road, and then he owns like the other half behind it. And so, but we're like right behind the church, so we can walk to church, we can walk to Dollar General because it's right off the highway, mm. and um,
0: walk to a gas station,
1: yeah, we could walk to a gas station if we wanted, it's a bit further, but um, yeah, so that's where we live. We live on the church, right behind the church property. But then we also live on the same property as our brother-in-law. And, um, you yeah, know, we really enjoy it. But um, it's not like our long-term. We mm-hmm. are completely content and happy to be here for a time. But um, we would eventually, down the road, want to be able to get our own property and stuff. But our plan is to first build our house mm-hmm. then pay for our house, buy property, move our house onto the property... Mm -hmm. And then just be able to have a mortgage loan on the property as we pay it off.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's our plan. But
0: yeah, I think we are kind of nearing the end of our time, so.
1: Were you on your way to saying something? I can't remember.
0: Uh, nothing important. I was just going to share that I've been growing and learning how to make medicines and. Yeah,
1: you could say that real quick.
0: We got quiet because I think we thought I heard my baby crying upstairs. Please not. Um but no, I want. Um
1: you could say it really quick. It's kind of cool. So Emma's been learning how to make her own medicines out of like garlic concentrate and um turmeric and what else? Uh Honey.
0: so it's going to cut out here in 4 seconds. Sorry. We got cut out of time. Um But, yeah, Will is just, go ahead.
1: Yeah, so Emma's Baking Medicine, that is for, like, a sore throat and stuff. What's it made out of, garlic?
0: So there's one that was, like, the fermented garlic, which is just um, one cup of garlic cloves and then one cup of honey, and then you ferment it over a month period, and you burp it daily. Then the other one is fire cider, which is, like, red onion, ginger, turmeric, garlic, lemon, diced up, uh apple cider vinegar all sorts of stuff when that one and then that one fermented for a month so that one should be good to start using this like later this week um then that one you just shake every day and mm-hmm. so yeah i'm trying to learn more about that and then i'm trying to learn more just about health on all um i got like a a manual blood pressure machine a stethoscope um I don't know, just a bunch of little things. I have a drawer where I'm just collecting medicine right now. And mm-hmm. I just really want to get into all that, like, health nerd stuff, but like the natural health nerd stuff to where I can learn how to make my own medicines, diagnose my family.
1: Yeah. Another thing that gave him a kick for this is I was cutting with the um, miter saw, and, and I was trying to hold oh, up yeah. a two by four without a sawhorse, and it was just hanging off, and my hand slipped, and I caught my finger on the saw, and um, it cut off, like, a big chunk of my index finger and i ran inside and i started going into shock and put my feet up and emma helped me and took care of it um my brother
0: my brother was in here
1: yeah um my brother-in-law was in here as well but yeah emma and him took care of me and then and Emma was like i really want to learn how to do this stuff better so
0: yeah because we had it was only like three weeks after moving here and i had forgotten to stock up on my triple antibiotic ointment I forgot to stock up on hydrogen peroxide and alcohol. Everything I was out of, so yeah, I was like, "Wow, I need to take this stuff more seriously."
1: Yeah, and then I was like three layers down in my skin. I couldn't see my bone, but it was pretty low, and I was getting dizzy. So yeah. And then was- So
0: if any of you guys have any suggestions on books to learn basic EMT stuff, uh, homeopathy stuff um natural medicines um mm. herbs stuff like that um yeah go ahead and i don't know how the comment section works on here i haven't really figured it out so if you guys want to go to my instagram at christ living wife go ahead and shoot me a message on there with all y'all's suggestions or even if y'all have want or want us to talk about something in a future podcast i actually had a girl tell me like two things today
1: oh that's cool yeah
0: where, like, one was parenting, and then the other... I don't remember. I have to look it up. But, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, if you message Emma on her Instagram, she always sees the messages and responds. And, I mean, she's gotten some ugly messages, and she didn't respond to them. Delete! But, no, she, she'll always see the message and respond. So. Well,
0: not always. Sometimes it takes me a couple days, because lately, like... Because, um, like, on Instagram... If I haven't talked to you already, it goes to, like, a requested thing. And sometimes it takes me a couple days to get to that. Because, like, right now I've been getting, like, close... I've been getting a number of messages a day now. And there's been a few people where it takes me, like, half a week to get back to.
1: Yeah. But you still eventually, you Oh, know, yeah, yeah. I haven't left anybody on road so far. Yeah. Yeah. Um...
0: <laughs> it's not like I'm trying to be, like, I'm as popular. I'm not trying to say that.
1: <laughs> no. No, you're just... You're getting more followers.
0: I just want to be honest so someone doesn't think I'm ignoring them because you said she'll get back to you.
1: Hmm.
0: And if I don't,
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, so Emma's been learning that. I've been learning about tools and stuff. I'm really excited to get more tools. I just bought a uh, skill saw with some blades, a DeWalt one. and I'm super excited for that to come in. And, um,. Yeah, Emma bought me a nice charcoal grill for my birthday, and we used it tonight.
0: Yeah, his birthday was yesterday. Oh, Asaf was nine months today. I forgot
1: about that. Oh, yeah. We should take pictures tomorrow. Yeah, so Asaf's nine months. He's walking. He's crawling upstairs, like, really well. I can't remember how many stairs we have in our house. I would guess, like, 20 stairs. And he has gone up it, like, three times, like, that I've seen. Um, Mm. So he's growing a lot. He's doing really well, and um yeah, it's been an adjustment, but we're very grateful for mm-hmm. it and um for whoever has listened to this podcast, we thank you for joining us and it's been a blessing to us to be able to kind of journal or voice write down
0: <laughs> what's <laughs> going
1: on um We hope to make more of these, and mm-hmm. we hope they are a blessing to those who listen. We hope that it does bring edification, and, um, yeah, we just ask for any reviews or um, support anybody could give us, or encouragement, or redirection, or anything on this. We um, want to do well with all things, and
0: mm-hmm. we
1: want to praise and glorify our King Most High.
0: Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, thank y'all. <laughs> Have a good night.
1: <laughs> Bye. Bye.